let's create big businesses that can help change the world and make a big difference as well as let's actually change people's mindsets and because then just how they communicate with somebody at the grocery store can actually help to uh, lift somebody up help improve their lives hi there do you want to write fiction that readers gush about but you can't figure out how to fill in the beginning middle or end of your story i can help with that Do you struggle to flesh out character or plot or to stick with your story long enough to finish it? I can help with that. Once your book is written, are you totally clueless about marketing? Do you find yourself Googling how to market a book or how to make money on fiction? I can help with that. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. You know you're meant to write fiction, but you can't seem to nail down the skills or processes that make it simple and repeatable, not to mention fun. So you wait around for the muse to show up, try to force your story into a template or outline, or take months, if not years, to discover your story. Plot twist, there's a better way. Hi, I'm Liesl, USA Today bestselling author, story psychologist, writing craft geek, Christian, and story clarity coach. After 10 years of trying to master fiction using the old industry standard writing advice, I still felt lost. I finally learned what fictional storytelling and the human template are really about humanity, emotional connection, and serving our readers by giving them relief through vicarious experience. Imagine learning how to flesh out your characters, plot, world, and theme with such definition and clarity that every story you ever write lands with readers and makes people go, wow, now there's an author. Imagine knowing how to drill down to the heart of your story to learn what it's really about and tell the unique story that only you can tell so that you can get more readers, more downloads, more royalties, and of course, more fiction writing success. This is the podcast for you. We are prolific authors. All right, welcome back to the Prolific Author Podcast. We are here today with Wayne Veldsman, who is a soon-to-be first-time author. How are you today, Wayne? Good. I'm super excited, honestly. It was like, I feel like it was meant to be that we connected. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So why don't you start by telling everyone who you are and and what you do? Yeah. So as you said, my name is Wayne Veldsman. I'm actually a mindset and business development coach, meaning that we help you make more money, but we start with your mind, right? We start with your beliefs pretty hardcore. Right now we're focused in pretty heavily into the nonprofit space, specifically helping nonprofits to take back control of a lot of their digital and online processes. Technology these days is so important. Um, My background's in digital marketing. I've ran multiple agencies doing everything from web design to online advertising, anything and everything, using the internet to make money, grow businesses. (laughs) So still doing that today, but with a stronger focus on mindset and personal development as well. Great, yeah, no, that sounds fabulous. And I can tell you that there are a lot of authors out there who definitely have mindset issues. So tell us a little bit about how you approach, you know, the mindset issue for your clients. Yeah, you know, funny enough, a place that we like to start is really just with gratitude. I have found over a lot of years, a problem stems from people not living in the present, and them expecting a lot of times too much out of themselves in the short term. And so a focus on gratitude or focus on even just being present really gets people to slow down and understand themselves a little bit more, right? It goes deeper into, I'm a big practitioner and preacher of mindfulness and meditation, really again, that's slowing down. But 
you really have to, I think, understand yourself first and then be able to give yourself enough leeway to put in the time needed, right? To not have too high of expectations and just really just live in the moment. And so it's funny because a practice of gratitude really does that. It grounds you in your presence, what you have in front of you today, why you should already be happy today. And I think it allows you to sort of expand a little bit more within yourself and even believe in yourself a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I was I was going to ask that, and then you answered it, whether you were into meditation or not. Um, so when you say that you need to um, kind of figure out who you are in the present, I mean, what what would that look like? Like figuring out your why? Is that kind of what that is? Or can you expound on that a little bit more? Yeah, it definitely goes along with figuring out your why. You know, I'll, I'll give a funny story that I'm planning to share in the book, actually. It okay. was after my first job out of university, um, I was a door-to-door, business-to-business salesman. I was basically everybody's worst nightmare. Like <laughs> I was, I would get a zip code, like an area, and I would go walk into every single business, and I was selling them a uh, cell phone telephone service. Right. Never my wildest dream did I imagine that you could just walk into a business that's supposed to sell you something. And instead, you're selling them something, right? I wasn't right. allowed to even know who's on the inside. Like the rules for this company, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> I don't do sales like this anymore. But it was literally just whoever you find through the door, that's where you're starting and trying to get to decision makers. But we couldn't even research them. And um, wow. as a lot of you imagine out there, right? If someone comes into your business bothering you, unexpected, no appointment, most of the time, you're, you're going to ask them to leave. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I got like 40 or 50 people just yelling in my face, telling me, no, please leave. We're not interested. And of course, when they say we're not interested, I I respond with, oh, I completely hear you. But let me ask you this instead. (laughs) It just, and it was really difficult, though. It was really, really difficult. This was one of the lowest times like of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, after getting thrown out of some businesses and like I was just, I was doing what I was told, right. This was my job. Um, getting thrown out. I would literally sit in my car and cry. Be like, oh. what am I, what am I doing wrong? Like, who am I here? And, um, and funny enough, then that's the time where I found mindfulness and meditation. Right. And so it allowed me to pause and reflect on myself and a lot of my why that you brought up. But more than just my why, it made me realize who I was in the sense of I'm a very compassionate and empathetic person. Right? I could understand that I was bothering people. I could understand why they're upset and it made me upset with myself. I was a actually very positive person. And so it's crazy that this like job was getting me down. And then I knew also that I was the type of person that always was willing to lend a helping hand, always wanting to help others. So those things I think tried to, or sort of helped me shape a lot of my why, right? As you put it, mm-hmm. that I wanted to help people to grow their lives, their businesses in a really positive manner and um, help them because I just felt so compassionate towards other people. And um, yeah, so that's sort of a question to your, or the answer to your question there, a little roundabout way of uh, that's really how we allow people to move forward. And so it is figuring out their why, uh, mm-hmm. I don't usually present it that way, um, right? But, but yeah, I I think we're spot on the money. Yeah, yeah. I just I really like that because I I kind of went through something like that, and I feel like when you figure that out, it all kind of clicks in a way that 
isn't about what you're actually, you know, physically doing to grow your business. It's just more about you and, and being in alignment with things. Being in alignment with things. Yeah. You know, funny if I had a conversation this morning around goals and it was an interesting conversation that we essentially came to a conclusion that we need to be focusing on what my friend calls the leading indicators versus goals that are lagging indicators. Mm. Meaning leading is what are you doing today? Right. If you have a goal of, let's say we're doing sales, you want to make $100,000 in sales, your average sale is $10,000, whatever. So you need to make 10 sales, right? Mm-hmm. Am- amazing. And that's your goal, 100000 um, and 10 sales. But if you don't understand the smaller pieces that lead up to that goal, how are you going to get there? And so, right. yeah, so we don't even try and focus as much on goals as much as what are these leading indicators? How many phone calls are you making per day? How much time mm-hmm. are you spending on the phone? How many people are you talking to? Right. Yeah. And so it's just sort of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I I really like, I'm always interested to talk about things like this. I think they're super interesting, but you've been doing this for a while and you have just recently decided that you're going to write a book, right? So what led to that? Yeah. So what led to the writing of the book is a couple things. Um, I'll be, I'll be brief and I'll see your opinion on, on sort of on them. Um, One, I think it's going to add more authority to myself right mm-hmm. i think people that have written books are seen as more experienced more educated more knowledgeable maybe mm-hmm. um and so that that's a, a big reason um i guess sort of number two sort of goes in with num- number one also is helping grow grow the business right to be able to help grow the business so even if i'm not trying to make millions off of my book i haven't even i haven't even looked at how much people make really authors <laughs> make make money wise like um but i think it's going to allow me to charge higher prices and potentially i'll even in the beginning use it as some sort of a lead magnet where i'll do a free plus shipping offer or give it away totally for free and change free people's information so i can talk to them or not and then um last but not least like i really want to start more public speaking so I think by having a book, having more stories already out there, because that's what the book is going to encompass is stories, is it allow me to get more sort of speaking gigs. And so what's what's your opinion on, you know, those, I'm writing a book for those reasons. Could you see that it would lead in those directions? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's There's a little bit of a joke kind of in the writer's community that all you have to do if you want to really grill someone, ask them questions. You know, like you said, if you were like just walking into somebody's business, most of the time they're going to tell you to get lost. But if you say, Hey, I'm writing a book, you have like instant credibility. And they're like, Oh, please sit down. Let's, let's, let's interview. Let's discuss, you know? So it really does give you a lot of credibility, I think. Um, and that's true of, of both fiction and, and nonfiction. Um, you kind of approach them in slightly different ways, but it's kind of the same across mm. the board. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. But then I also know that, that there's lots of, um, uh, nonfiction writers who who do that, who use a book as well, exactly what you said, either as a lead magnet or um, use yeah. it kind of as a, a preface to get, you know, speaking gigs and things like that. So I think that'll wait, work out really, really well for you. So tell yeah. us what kind of book you're writing and tell us about it. Yeah, so it's, it's a nonfiction book. Uh, the working title is Relentless Positivity. Uh, once like again, I'm trying to sort of, thanks, I appreciate it. Um, for some reason, this was probably five, maybe 10 years ago, uh, I changed the description on all of my social medias to say relentlessly positive. Mm -hmm. 
I don't really know really know why that's just like <laughs> truly who who I am yeah and so I decided the title uh relentless positivity would be pretty good and um it so it tells different stories throughout my life of hardships and difficulties and how I got through them right so one of the stories stories is my time of when I was doing door-to-door sales right I was at like my low my lowest low how I got out of it and how it actually propelled me to start my first business, how I got into entrepreneurship in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a pretty tough one. Yeah. Other stories uh, when I actually I fell off of a roof um, uh, back a few years ago and I broke 17 bones. Oh. So I was, I was bedridden for a while and I was super, super low, not able to put my own pants on um, and, you know, having to ask for help sort of how mm-hmm. that really helps to grow me as well. Um, and yeah. then tons of other other things as far as, you know, my family's even, we're first generation immigrants to the US. I don't have much of an accent, but uh, I grew <laughs> up in immigrant family, you know, uh, lower middle class and just the lessons that I learned from my parents and the hard work and everything from moving to a new country with absolutely nothing uh, to where we are today is, is pretty amazing. And so, yeah, lots of little stories around challenges that I went through, how I got through them. And then I'm hoping to make it pretty interactive. I've only written written two chapters and I think I'm gonna mm-hmm. go back and add some, almost not worksheets into it, but some prompts, if you okay. will. So I wanna make it a little bit more interactive like that. And then um, lessons around mindset growth and, and positivity is really what it is. Yeah, yeah. And I got to say, I, I I really love that. And I kind of want to ask you about it. I, I, I love the word relentless. That's one of those words I just like, and I don't think it gets used enough. And that's probably mm-hmm. a good thing. If it were overused, then it wouldn't, I yeah, wouldn't like it so much. But um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a really descriptive word that for what it means. Anyway, every once in a while, you just come across these words that you love. And that's one of them that I really love. So relentless is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about positivity. And there's been, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm totally on board with positivity. And I actually get really annoyed when people are super negative all the time. <laughs> but there's also been this, this cultural thing that lately that I've noticed about the possibility of toxic positivity. So is that something you've ever thought about or addressed at all? So when you hear, it's, it's interesting, because I've just started seeing it a little bit also. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, so when you hear toxic positivity, elaborate a little bit more, what does that sort of mean to you? Uh, to me, I don't know. It's one of those things that I think it can mean different things to different people. But if I were to define it, I would say that it probably means someone who's not being genuine, who's being so positive all the time that it comes across as fake, or that maybe they are just not being terribly compassionate with people's problems and, you know, telling them to get over it and be positive or, or something like that. But but I'm not sure. I don't know exactly how everybody defines it. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, right? So I think that's, I, I love that definition right there, right? Either people who aren't being genuine, so their positivity, it's like being pushed off in a toxic manner, right? right? Or um, what was the, the second second one you said? So you said not not being genuine. And not, not um, being compassionate. Not being compassionate also. Not being compassionate with people just saying, get over it, right? Be positive, mm-hmm. come on. That's super, That's super interesting. And so I think those are definitely negatives, right? Those are definitely negatives right, right there. Um, and so I think you need to, uh, one, be, be genuine, right? <laughs> don't, don't put up a big facade in front of people necessarily. But I think positivity, the way that I look at it is, you know, you shift it to be able to look towards the positive side of things. Mm-hmm. And so 
big piece that I always talk about is active listening, right? Mm -hmm. So active listening is not just listening to be able to respond, but it's really taking time to digest things, to interpret them and to repeat them back to people even, right? So that's where a lot of that compassion is going to come from when you truly listen. And so with that through positivity, right, it's you're listening, your compassion to what somebody's going through, digesting it, and then you're maybe trying to help them see the positive, the light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel. It's, hey, this is a really tough time you're going through. I just heard you say X and Y and Z, and no doubt that is really difficult. It's like, how else can we look at this though, right? Mm-hmm. Or not even this one situation per se. I mean, let's say there there was a death death in the family, right? Absolutely terrible. Of course, you go through the sense of, they lived a wonderful life, right? They changed so many people's lives, amazing memories that we have with them. But there's no getting away from that it's a negative situation that's going mm-hmm. on, right? We're not right. going to spin it completely. And, and that's okay. But then it's being able to see the positive in other parts of your life, right? Mm-hmm. The positive that you're still alive, right? You're still healthy. Let's go back to gratitude, right? So right. even though some things are going bad and some things are negative, there's always other positives that we can look at and that we can choose to focus on those positives versus choosing to focus on the negatives. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I really like the way you explain that. And it, um, it actually reminds me of a story I heard a long time ago about um, uh, Michael J. Fox, who wrote a book, which I have not actually read called always looking up. And it was about optimism, you know, and he, he tells a story about how even he is not, not always optimistic and one day he was frustrated because he kept missing his deadline due to his health problems for his book and he came out of his office and he was like oh i'm never gonna get my book on optimism written you know and then his (laughs) wife just looked at him and was like did you really just say that (laughs) i'm never gonna get it written (laughs) that's being really optimistic right there yeah yeah so yeah i think it's important to acknowledge that everybody has their days and (laughs) it's something everybody has to work at absolutely right and give yourself compassion as well like yeah. i mean that's even uh, i think a mindfulness or meditation thing which if you were going to ask a question i'm I'm curious if you're into as well mm-hmm. um, yeah right i'm just Beautiful, recently right? learning how to do it and so it's it's pretty recent for me yeah love it love it right everybody has to start at some point right everybody has to start at ground zero at some point um but it's really just helping you to like be in control and understand your thoughts and not mm-hmm. just let your thoughts run rampage. And so right. then you can literally just be like, huh, you know what? I'm having a bad day today. This is, this feels, this feels shitty basically. <laughs> right. Well, just, and then right. you can say that's okay. And that's all right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's all right. Give yourself a, a timeout, give yourself a break. Like yeah. you don't have to be so aggressive all the time and push i think that's how burnout happens a lot of the time right Mm -hmm. it's fine let's let's be compassionate be positive towards yourself of you're going through a rough time now but you know you're a really positive and driven person and so take a break that's all good and then we'll know you'll be able to get back after it and get that confidence at least that positivity yeah yeah no i love that and that is something that i know that a lot of writers struggle with because at the first it's, you know, writing's hard until you really get down a process and, you know, kind of yeah. you always have brain cramps at first trying to figure out your writing process. 
And so you can feel like you're doing it all the time around the clock and you have to be writing 12 hours a day and then you get burned out, you know? So, so I, I really appreciate that advice, especially for writers. Oh man. So true. So let me, let me ask you this. So, right. So writer's block is obviously a subject or a term that everybody knows about. Uh -huh. right? Do you think that happens due to not necessarily negativity, but sometimes maybe ex expecting too much out of yourself? What do you mm -hmm. think causes that? How yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, the word expecting, I think is really paramount there because I think it comes from putting too much stress on your brain. Like you're trying to force the muse, force it to come. That's why things like free writing and journaling where you're actually relaxing your brain and then it just turns on and starts coming. So I try to teach people to relax their brain and not force it because the more you force it, the more your, your brain's just gonna dig its heels in and refuse to produce anything. But this is why yeah. people will go for a walk or when they're in the shower, they go, oh, that's, that's what I've been looking for. You know, it's because they're <laughs> relaxing and not trying to force it just then, you know. Nice, nice. So too much expecting, too much stress mm -hmm. cause yeah. it. That's a, I, lo I love that tip right there of just journaling and like, you know, basically just writing for fun. Mm -hmm. decompress and then it'll it'll help you flow I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that one yeah well and one of the things I teach too is I actually will get on calls with people and I'll set a timer for like five minutes and I'll be like just start writing and it's got to be very stream of consciousness no right or wrong just explore and it's amazing what what people can come up with when they do that because there's just you're taking the pressure off you know <laughs> I like it so, and it's maybe but like in that moment at least it's a different subject matter potentially so it really, could be yeah exercising their mind in a different way right. letting the blood flow and then come up with other ideas I yeah suppose. yeah nice I For like sure. it <laughs> um okay well let's let's uh, kind of swing back to your book so now that you, you said you have two chapters written so what have been what challenges have you run into as you started to write oh man so I think the biggest challenge I'm having right now is a question of how much detail I should be going in because mm. um, I'm telling stories right, right. It's, it's it's all stories and then it's followed with putting lessons in as well and so right. I'm playing with this thing in my mind of how detailed should I be and then are people gonna get bored of <laughs> this intense detail and it's like all right well let's go ahead and come on get to the lesson already right I'm not yeah. here to just to just listen to your story um I think that's really the biggest challenge right now, right? Because mm -hmm. especially the first chapter that I wrote, um, you know, I'm I'm just I'm writing on in a in a notes actually in Apple Notes, and so it doesn't even show me like pages. I can look at word count, I guess, if I want to, yeah. but I'm not. I don't have maybe a goal of like, okay, let's make it five thousand words. I I don't know. I haven't thought about that, and so that's sort of the biggest issue I'm having right now is how much detail should I be going into versus how much teaching should I be doing? Mm. What are your thoughts? So, I mean, a lot of that comes just with experience. You know, the more you write, the more you'll kind of naturally figure out the detail level. But I would say anything you write, take a look at um, the lesson you're telling is probably based on some transformation you went through, right? You learned the lesson, it kind of changed you in some way. So just make sure that any detail you put in is relevant to that. You know, if it doesn't matter yeah. what your friend's name down the street was to the transformation, then you can leave that out, right? Um, yeah. The other thing is just throw in, the other thing is for description specifically, you can throw in just a few little 
salient details and they're usually sensory details color or taste or smell and it, don't do it overly much but if you just kind of do one every so often then it really brings the reader kind of grounds them in the in the experience of the story too so if you can kind of just play with those two things you know moderately then then you should be you should be golden moderate sensory details mm -hmm. and then if the details don't relate to the eventual transformation right then they can they can probably be left out right okay nice i like it so i don't have to say like oh and then while it was going on uh james from the down the street walked by uh we talked <laughs> about uh our front yards and then uh, we stood there for seven minutes and then he left right <laughs> I, I can leave that part out right right unless james said something that gave you like an aha and then then you could leave it in <laughs> absolutely look at that nice i like that tweak right there <laughs> yeah because it could be very important or completely waste of everybody's time yeah well you kind of it makes me think of like little kids telling stories because they do that they'll go off on a tangent about how they chase their ball down the street and you're going okay get, get to the point <laughs> so just think of it that way always stay on stay on the point <laughs> i like it i like it great well, hey, I mean, that's it. honestly, if the, I mean, that is a very real um, struggle that writers have. So you're you're in good company. But at the same time, if that's the really only heavy challenge you're having, then I think you're you're on a really good path toward getting your book written. I appreciate it. Yeah. Other than that, you know, it's I'm focusing on just writing. right now. Mm -hmm. right? I'm only I'm only two chapters in and I have a lot of other work, a lot of other projects that I'm doing. And so I'm trying to just make myself put in the time necessary to write. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a pretty and pretty good, simple answer to that one is make the time, schedule mm -hmm. the time to write. Yep. And then other than that, it's the details. But I'm, I'm just so excited, right, to be sharing stories that I've told so many times. Like, I, they come up in conversation. And so I'm telling them to people always – and putting the lesson on top of it yeah and so i'm just bundling them together and um i'm excited i think it's going to change a lot of people a lot of people's lives is really what i'm shooting for here and that's you know what what the business does also right right so how do you how do you say that you want to change people's lives how would you frame that yeah you know my, my goal or one of my whys is actually to change uh i want to do a billion people's lives in a positive way so a lot of times if i drill it down it's to either a business growth and so increasing their revenue for their business or helping them to think in a more growth oriented or positive way mm -hmm. and so we'll, we'll see sort of what the future holds for me so the uh my, my main business and brand is called journey to legacy and so that goes in sort of both those directions of Let's create big businesses that can help change the world and make a big difference, as well as let's actually change people's mindsets. And Because then just how they communicate with somebody at the grocery store can actually help to uh, lift somebody up, help improve their lives. Yeah. And so that's where, you know, personal and business development comes from. Uh, yeah, looking to change a billion people in a, in a positive way. So mindset or business. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's really inspiring. Um, I like that. I, I think that those two things that you said, they kind of really go hand in hand and become circular. Because if someone's changing to a growth mindset, they're going to make more money. And if they make more money, they'll have more time to figure out more growth mindset. You know what I mean? So I think they <laughs> yeah. really work well in tandem. 
Exactly, exactly. So that's what we're trying to do. And, uh, and more and more people are accepting and understanding that it really does start with you, starts mm-hmm. with the way that you think before you can really start to build a bigger business or even start to build others. You have to build yourself first. Yeah, yeah. So if we were to apply that specifically to my audience, let's say you have somebody who's, you know, wants to build a fiction empire and but they're like really nervous to put their work out there or they're doubting their abilities or they just can't imagine they're ever going to sell like Patterson cells, you know, what, what would you tell them in terms of starting to change their mindset? Yeah. Um, One, I I love to always tell people that if they're afraid that they're not good enough or to, you know, they're not going to be smart enough or people are going to make fun of them, whatever, uh, it's to just start to remember that everybody starts to ground zero, right? We, we just mentioned it for the mindfulness and the meditation, right? right? Everybody started somewhere uh, with no experience. They, they weren't the best in the world, the first get go at it. And so you just have to start right. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. I like another interesting mindset piece is that what you believe to be good and what you believe is going to be popular and really you know inspire people might not be what other people think is really good and really inspirational and so that's simply just to say that if you don't think it's good enough to put out yet somebody else might already be in love with it Mm -hmm. and so if you can realize that now you can get out of your own way right produce and put it out there right? What you think is, is great. Put it out there. Right. And mm-hmm. now let's get some feedback, feedback, and then grow from it. Once again, you're not your first one. Most likely, I'm sorry, people don't want to hear this. Your first one most likely is not going to be a huge success. Right. 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 That's, that's just how it goes with anything. First time you played a sport first. I mean, when you learned how to eat first time you ever <laughs> ate, you weren't a pro like you are today. <laughs> and so um yeah i think especially for writers those are those are two good things right remember that everybody started at ground zero and then to do and put it out there and see what people think right and then learn and grow from it uh don't take it too personally right learn yeah. and grow from it and, and get better yeah and i like that you emphasize that you do need the feedback i think that's one of the biggest hills for some people to get over but you you grow mm monumentally faster when you have intelligent feedback on what you're doing intelligent feedback i like that <laughs> that ad or the intelligent feedback right yep. yeah you don't want to just be taking feedback from every single person right. uh, especially if they're not your audience don't right. take feedback from them your someone who's not your audience and for the record anyone who is being negative or putting you down is uh that's not considered intelligent feedback so <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I like a um, one thing to, to share that's sort of ir- irrelevant, yeah. I guess, but a way to give feedback that I was taught a long time ago, it's called build, break, build. And so it's essentially you give positive feedback and you're like, hey, great job finishing your first draft. <laughs> Boom, right? Build. Now you're going to break them. Awesome job finishing your first draft, but you spent way too much time on it or you didn't spend enough time on it or you didn't put enough detail or you put in pointless detail, whatever it might be. And then you're going to build them up again. Right. But then seriously, Hey, remember you're doing a great job. This is your first time you're killing it. Keep going. 
So build, break, build is interesting. And so I think yeah. a lot of leaders and positive people in the world do that um, not even on purpose, right? And so that's a, something you can be thinking about for the way that people are giving you feedback if you should be listening to them or not, is if they're just negative, just telling you what's wrong, there's, there's a chance that their mindset's a little off, right? They need right. to be building you up at the same time. Right. No, I love that. That's that's such a great um, framework to use. Uh, I'm really big on writer critique groups. So yeah, I really, really like that. That's that's awesome. And I think it just, it opens people up to, to the feedback rather than, you know, their ego is less likely to get in the way and they're less likely to get offended if you do it that way. Yeah, exactly. Right. Their ego is less likely to get in the way they're going to be more open to actually listen to you and take action on the feedback yeah yeah i love it i love it all right well this has been a really fun conversation anything else that you want to mention or talk about before we wrap up no i don't i don't think so thanks so much um i'm sharing some progress and sort of the journey of writing the book on social media and so if anybody out there is curious just type in my name literally into any social media platform i'm fortunate that i have somewhat unique name and so uh, you'll find me any everywhere and anywhere wherever you guys frequent on social media but please feel free to reach out say hello uh liesel hey i i really appreciate it yeah yeah i appreciate having you here and tell everyone what the name of your your show is your uh is it a podcast or it's an actual show Actual show right now is What's called Making a, difference. Making a Difference. Yeah, making making a difference is is pretty great. And so it's everywhere podcasts are, are available. It's on YouTube. It's on our website also. Um, making a difference. It's it's pretty wonderful. Come check out the the episode with Lisa. Uh, it was it was a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll put all the links, including your social media links and everything, in the show notes so that people can find them. Um, but yeah, just uh, good luck with your book. I'm, I'm really excited for you that you're you're getting to do that. Thanks. And good luck on all of your, your business endeavors. I appreciate it. You too. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, can you do me a solid and share it with other authors you think might benefit from it? Remember, the rising tide lifts all boats. Also, if you haven't yet, would you be willing to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts? It's the only way for me to know that you're enjoying the podcast, and it helps Apple recommend it to other authors like you who might benefit from it. Finally, if you haven't already, hop over and join the Prolific Author community on Facebook. Inside, authors network, ask questions, and I often do teaching via Facebook Lives. Thank you so much for listening today. Happy story crafting this week. And remember, there is always a market for awesome.